Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. Pardon me. Written by Betty Adams. Be careful, Kultich called out. Called out too late, he realized sadly, as a delicate sample container fell out of his assistant's manipulators, rolled on the edge of the work surface and teetered for a moment on the edge of the abyss. It caught in a diffuse night of the lab one last time and fell over the edge to shatter on the floor. I'm sorry, his assistant blurted out. Oh, we only had two left after this. I'm so sorry. Still your mandibles, Kultich said, letting his thorax slump to the floor. I should have secured it to the wall. That is my responsibility. His assistant was still keeping his legs tight to his body in a display of stress. Please relax, Kultich said, reaching over to stroke his assistant's dorsal fin. This is just the sort of thing you have to learn to deal with when working on human-sized bases. We will have to clean up the broken shards, his assistant said so quietly Kultich barely concealed it. Yes, best to do that before the human sees the... Began. Hey, little buddies, a third voice startled them. I heard a crash. Everything okay? I dropped a large sample container, the assistant said, raising his voice so that the human could hear him. Ah! The human face suddenly lit up with pleasure. Quiltuch refused to let his legs tighten in irritation. He could sense the confusion in his assistant, but didn't bother explaining. The consequences would become obvious soon enough. Was it one of those with the pressure-sensing lids? The human asked eagerly. It was, the assistant confirmed, and he can't use the tops on the other containers, right? The human continued. That is true, the assistant said. We will recycle it. Can I have it then? The human asked. I'll help you clean up the mess. I see no issue with that arrangement, the assistant said eagerly. If you have a use for it. The assistant turned to Kulch, and his mentor waved the manipulator in acceptance. Sweet, the human began to bustle around the room, cleaning up the shattered container. What does he need the pressure sensor for? The assistant asked Kultuch. Ask him yourself, Kultuch suggested as he turned his back to his work. I'm going to fetch a new container and the securing cables. The assistant approached the edge of the work surface and called out to the human. What are you going to use the pressure sensor for? He asked the assistant. The human grinned down at the assistant while dumping the shards into the recycling container. He lifted up the lid, the entire thing fitting easily across two of the human's fingers. He placed his thumb onto the mechanical pressure sensor and dispersed it with a loud click. The assistant tilted his head to the side in confusion. The human grinned and began depressing the sensor rapidly. The assistant stared in confusion as he clearly amused the human for some time before speaking again. Why are you doing that? it asked. It's fun, the human said brightly. I used to have one of these as a kid. Got it off a drink bottle. Thanks again, little bud. The human strolled out, whistling and followed by a rapid fire clicking. The assistant turned back to Kultch, who was resting with a new container into place. Don't ask me, Kultch said. Now come help me secure this one. End of chapter.
Story number two. Humans are weird. Storms are coming. Written by Betty Adams. And was there any sign that these atmospheric disturbances before the mainframe crashed? Twistander asked. Nope, the human replied. At least that was what Twistander thought the human had said. The massive alien was curled over on the side of one of the plastized containers that housed the research base's computing nodes. Twistander spread out his appendages and let the ambient atmospheric conditions fill his awareness. The moisture in the air was stable so far as he could tell. He would not need to moisturize for hours. The atmospheric currents were smooth and regular. He knew that his species really wasn't skilled in measuring such things, but he had learned a few tricks from the Trisk who he had served with. All in all, there was no indication that anything was wrong. Why are you so concerned about the functionality of the sensor array then? Twistander asked. Those storms came up fast, the human replied. We don't want to get caught out. Indeed, Twistander muttered as he observed the human wrench through the damaged component with what looked like far more than necessary force. The human focused his binocular vision on the component and his face twisted into an expression of displeasure. Twistander thought that it had been damaged by electrical discharges, but that made no sense and he was no engineer. The human was about to replace the component when he suddenly snarled and dropped the item. One hand was tightly gripping the other. Twistunder felt a wave of pain pheromones wash over him, and the fact that he could sense it all within the thin atmosphere told him how extreme the human's pain must be. Twistunder contemplated offering assistance, but the human suddenly straightened and slammed the top of the container shut. We're leaving, the human said curtly. Of course, Twistunder said. I'll drive and we'll get back to the base to tend to your injury. What injury? the human asked even as he proceeded to lock down the container. The one that caused the pain just now, Twistunder replied. The human chuckled and glanced over at Twistunder as he gathered up his tools. I'm not injured, he said. But at the same time, he grunted in pain as he fixed his hand. I believe I've localized your injury, Twistunder said, reaching up and disjointed appendage. The human snatched his hand away. I'm not injured, he snapped. The human took a deep breath and tossed his tools back into the transport. Seriously, little man, I'm not injured. I'll explain on the way back to the base, but we need to leave now. Very well, Twistunder began. The human bent down and scooped him up before tossing him onto the travel couch and leaping into the control couch. Twistunder took a moment to secure his safety restraints as the human initiated the engines and headed towards the base at maximum acceleration. Why are we returning to the base at an unsafe velocity? Twistunder demanded. There's a storm coming, the human said in a low tone, flexing his hand. Twistunder pondered this for a moment. Pardon me, but I thought that the reason we came out here was because the protective system of the storms was non-functional. I don't need that fancy computer to tell me storms are coming when it's this close, the human said. My hand starts acting up, and that was the pain you notice. Your hand experiences pain when a storm happens, Twistunder asked in confusion. Hurts like a mad for a bit, the human said, but it passes. Twistunder couldn't think of a response, and after a moment the human grinned at him. It's the cartilage and bone thing, the human said, and here it comes. Twistunder was vaguely aware that the human had just accelerated the transport past the suggested limits, but he was focused on the western sky where the light and the sun were being blotted out by a sparkling mass of chaos. 
Storms are coming, the human said grimly. End of story. Story number three. Humans are weird. Racing circuit. Written by Betty Adams. Is anybody going to investigate the noises coming from the disused supply bay? Base commander Portrills asked the officer at large. Not willingly, Tristict replied after a far longer pause than Trisk's prestigiousness required. And the fact that you haven't gone to investigate it yourself suggests that you know exactly why. The Trisk made a point of turning his body away and began to groom his optical sensory hairs with his hindmost pair of legs. Commander Fortrills rubbed his wing hooks over his sensory horns in sympathy. This did have to be dealt with. He chirped in his most authoritative tone. Every scientist in the room turned their attention to the human sitting at the data console, typing energetically away at a report. The seconds dragged out while they waited for the normally observant human to notice their attention. Finally, Fortrills sighed and flew over to the man. Ranger Frank he said, coming to rest on the human's head cover. The human reached up and idly patted the base commander. Do you hear noises from the supply bay? Fortrills asked. You can't prove that I do, commander, Ranger Frank said cheerfully without taking his eyes off of the screen in front of him. Do you plan on investigating it? Fortrills asked. Investigating what? The human replied without changing tone. Fortrills sighed and fluttered out of the room. It was a matter of moments to reach the disused supply bay, and he set his teeth grimly before flying through the upper door. A small cluster of humans surrounded one old water barrels and was sitting at the end of the corridor of the room under a window. Fortrills decided against announcing himself. He wasn't the type of commander to sneak around, but he genuinely doubted that he could have made the humans hear him over the sounds of the humans yelling and stomping. One human, a junior ranger, Pismith, was believed, reaching over to pound his fist onto the scapular region of the human beside him. One junior ranger, Ford. Fortrills perched a moment on the support beam and rubbed his aching sensory horn. While any reasonable species would consider the crushing blows an assault, he was under the impression that the two youngest humans were close friends. And Ford didn't seem to be reacting to the blow that were moving his body several wing lengths with every strike. Fortrolls gathered himself and darted over to the circle over the humans' heads. He stared down into the barrel, and the first filtration level had been removed, revealing the second filtration level. This left a depth of about a human's hand span, and the space five concentric arcs of succose substance that the humans enjoyed as a treat had been laid. The arcs were nearly complete circles, but only the inner one was closed, making all the arcs the same length. Five specimens of the newly discovered insectoid species were placed, each on one of the lines. Bortrell stared down at the sight in confusion. Slowly, he realized that the insectoids were not still. They were feeding on the sucrose substance. He flinched as he realized what the portions of the arcs behind them must be comprised of. The absurdity of the situation settled back like a rock as he decided to dismiss speculation. Ranger Grimes, he choked out. He deliberately allowed his voice to raise into the range he knew would cause the humans some discomfort. It was the only way to be heard over the din of twelve lungs, each the volume of a family-sized tent. The humans jumped and looked up where he was hovering. It's legal, yelped one of the humans, checked every regulation, insisted another. We're not hurting them, piped up a third. 
What are you doing to them? Four trolls demanded, deciding to go straight to the point. Racing them, Ranger Grimes said cheerfully. Four trolls stared down at the uplifted faces and then slowly came to rest on Ranger Grimes' hat. The humans watched him with a hush so intense that he could hear the slow grinding of the insectoid mandibles on the sucrose granules. How, he finally asked, could that movement be considered a race? We see whose brick beetles gets to the end first, Grimes explained. Four trolls rubbed his sensory horns and tried to make sense of that. Are we in trouble? The human finally asked. Four trolls sighed and took to the air. Please be more quiet, he requested. The rest of us in the base are trying to work. End of story. Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out. Space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below, and... As always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction.